Live from the 607 is the ODPH Entertainment Edition, where we're talking movies, comics, TV, and more. Why don't you join in the conversation? Hashtag ODPH, because here we go. Welcome back for another edition of the ODPH Podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. I'm your host, Ken M. Joining me in studio, as always, it's Padawan J. Hello, hello, hello. And also returning, you know him from the comics blog. You can find that on OchoDuroParlayHour.com under the Parlay Points section of the page. It's the one and only Brian Rhodes. Signal is back, bitches! And if we are talking New York Comic Con like we are this episode... There is one man that is always returning to the studio for that. He is the head of the ODPH street team, so you'll catch him, Breezes, and Ryan down at New York Comic Con. So if you see him, they're going to be walking around some ODPH swag, so definitely find him. It's the one and only John Rhodes. Hey, good to be back. It's good to have you back here, John. And like I said, this episode, we are talking New York Comic Con. We are in the middle of con season uh-huh. for all the Hashtag 607 podcasts. Last week was Robocon, but right now we have to talk New York Comic Con. And that's what we're going to be doing, so definitely join in the conversation on social media hit us up on those hashtags hashtag odph you can find all our accounts on ochoduroparlayar.com new york comic-con what can we say about it that hasn't already been said uh it's a real big convention it's an amazing convention first held in 2006 at the javits center it rivals san diego yeah Yeah. i'd I'd say so i'd say they're pretty equal in size you know in terms of like what you find there panels and exclusives and stuff like that i'd say maybe the only thing that san diego has on them is crowd size I would say so, too. I mean, New York definitely has its own flair to it. Yeah. yeah. And definitely, I would say it rivals San Diego. I was going to say, I mean, you also get the fact it's just like it, there's something about the fact it's in New York City. Yeah. So that in itself adds something to it. Like, just the fact it's like, yeah, we're going to New York Comic Con down in the city. It's like, you're, yep. it, it's one thing. It's like, okay, it's San Diego. And nothing gets said here. It's just like New York City just has like a has like a weight behind it. It's, uh-huh. it's just a different vibe, and I think the biggest difference, at least for me, is San Diego focuses a lot more on the movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. New the, York the studios are all right there, right? Which makes complete sense. Yeah, but New York yeah. has always been Marvel's turf. It's always been more focused on the TV shows. It, it's a mix because you really think about it. Like, okay, Marvel's always there. DC's always there. Mm-hmm. The folks from Crunchyroll are always there. You know, Square Enix, the video game company, is always there. And you know, Funimation gets itself fun- a big booth. Funimation is always there, but then there's always that one thing that you never expect to walk into. I remember my first year, it was the armor for the World of Warcraft movie, which admittedly never saw the movie, and I heard mixed things about it. But it was still cool to go up mm-hmm. and see those those pieces from the movie. I know my second year, I went, uh, or it was the second year last year, whatever it was. You know, you had the costumes from the Star Wars: The Last Jedi were there, so it's it's always a healthy mix. It absolutely is. I mean, the one great thing about going to cons, and like we said, we just had our local one here this past weekend, and obviously it's going to be a very big difference going to New York City for this one. A little bit. The, it's always just a great place to go and find your fandom, and mm-hmm. you definitely run into fans of all the different types of media, fandom, mm-hmm. You know, whether it's Marvel, whether it's DC, Star Wars. You name it, it's there. The cosplay is top notch. Oh, it's insane! It, it's like it's it's all it's pretty much like half the reason you go is just to see everybody and rock their uh, cosplays oh, yeah. out. Yeah, it's nuts. It's like just there are people you like want to get a photo with because you're just like, holy crap, you actually look like the legit thing. Yep. Well, and especially the stuff you just don't expect to see. Like there are variants and in, in costumes that heroes have worn maybe once in their entire comic history, and you see somebody walking around, is that going? Oh my god, yep. I never would have expected to see that. Absolutely, and to see how it's 
grown since 2006, too. I mean, it was just always at the Javits, and now it's Hammerstein Ballroom. It's the Hulu Theater at MSG. Mm -hmm. There's so much going on, and it's just such an experience. And that's the whole thing about going to cons. Like, I can't stress it enough. You meet fellow fans. You see cosplay. You see one-of-time exhibitions. Yeah. Or exhibits, rather, should I say. I'm sorry. My head cold is killing me, folks, so I'm trying to pronounce words, and it's going to be a struggle this episode. But it's one of those experiences that you go down, and this is like reminds you why you're a fan. And just walking around talking to fellow fans and getting hyped up about the same topics you guys always talk about. It's something that is just you can't really describe it, but we're going to try our best. Because between the panel, I've gone seven years. Pad's gone four. Brian has gone three. John, this will be your second year. Yep. Uh, Breezes is going for his second year, and and our boy uh, Ryan, this will be his first time. So he gets, we get to uh, all look at him when he first walks into the Javits and oh, gets the ain't. big bug eyes, like, oh my god. Oh, he ain't ready for this. <laughs> and, and like, how would you say, like, John? Let me ask you this: This is obviously going on your second year. Your first year. What was your first moments of going walking in the Javits and like first reactions? It's just overwhelming. Like even before you get into the Javits Center. You just, there's already a crowd like outside as soon as you get through the gates then you walk in and there like I remember last year there was a huge display for the Aquaman movie that was coming out so there's a massive poster on the far wall for that everyone just crowding around in costume and just overall just excited yeah absolutely Bri how about you your first time going in uh, oh I was overwhelmed it was like walking into Hogwarts <laughs> I uh, what I told John like what when, when he went last year I was like the best way I could describe it is when you, if you ever seen the movie Ready Player One, the first scene when they enter the Oasis and you're seeing like all these pop culture references, like all these characters walking around in the movie, and you're kind of like, holy crap, that's that person from there, that person from that movie or show. That's literally what you just see when you mm -hmm. walk in. You look at, as Josh said, you see cosplays that you're like, I didn't realize people were going to even do that. Yeah. Yeah. Pat, how about you? I mean, for me, you know, obviously, yes, overwhelming, but just. You know, the I got a feeling to it similar to that, like the couple times I've gone to Disney in Florida, where, you know, Disney World is a magical place. And, and the thing you hear a lot of people say with Disney, and if you've been there, you know what I mean when I say this. And if you haven't, you know, I'll try to describe it. You go into Disney, it's kind of like anything else going on in the world just kind of stops. Hmm. Well, that Like for the entire duration, you're in the park. You don't care about sports. You don't care about news, anything going on. It just mm -hmm. kind of stops. The same can be said for New York Comic Con. While you're in the Javits Center and or the uh, Madison Square Garden, Hammerstein, wherever it is, you're not really caring, caring about what's going on. You're just kind of like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I can't believe I'm seeing this stuff. I would say for me, walking in, it just absolutely blew my mind, like completely, because I not known really what to expect. Like I've gone to a couple local cons around here, and, and, and it's nothing against small town cons. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. I think anywhere you can go to a, a comic convention and just interact with fellow fans, I think is a great experience. But walking into New York and seeing just the energy, I think, is just indescribable. Everybody is, is in just a good mood. Everybody is not, you know, pushing and shoving, getting anywhere. It's like for being in New York City, too. Right. It's actually like controlled chaos. Right. And, yeah. you, and you would think, given that I think last year they had somewhere, what, in the neighborhood, like of a quarter million people there? Something a, a like quarter that. Of a quarter of a million people over the course of the four, day, four or five days it was going on. You would expect that you pack that many people over yeah. the course of however many days, there are going to be a few fistfights. I, you know, the entire time, the four years I've gone, I can't say I've ever seen one shoving match. I'll say, yeah. uh, my first year, we were in line, uh, Ken and I were in line and talking to a security guy. We were in, the two of us were in line to meet uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. And, they, and we just sort of asked, like, do you ever have to deal with that sort of thing? He's like, I've been doing this, f I can't remember how many years he said, but he's like, I've only had to throw four people out over the course of all those years. He's like, just all, he's like, it's not hard to 
be here, just be polite and be mm-hmm. a human being. That's literally all he said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all you really need to be. I mean, and I've been fortunate enough to go and I've met like Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo are great guys. And I've gone. My boy Tom King. Yeah, Tom King is great <laughs> you too. Na- okay, just if, if you guys are going to New York Comic Con, you're going to meet him for the first time. Just heads up, you can't smile. You have to be a fully serious photo with that guy. It, it, he's not kidding about that, folks. If you're going to meet Tom <laughs> King, you have to have your your mean face on. It is a requirement for a picture. At, he yelled at me my first year. Well, not really yelled. He just was like, he was like, all right, you two, serious face, can I? And he's like, dude, that's not a serious face. Get that smile off your face. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, and it's such a cool meeting place to go see those creators that have created those memories for you like and for me and you can go through the backlog of the catalog of the podcast Snyder and Capullo's Batman is my Batman and the first time I met them I got starstruck and I'll, I will admit I probably freaked Scott Snyder out because I could not talk like I was just in awe because it was just finally like a chance and just would say thank you and just like I had nothing to say like I couldn't get the words out because I was just like your Batman has been by my Batman and then I was never a big Batman fan until you guys took on the book. Like, I always thought he was a cool character, but to see, like, an actual take on him that really stood out and really made me pay attention and really made me want to pick up every issue after, it was just something just humbling to just go up to him and just say, thank you. And just the reaction they gave was like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, what are you, you know, you don't need to say thank you to us. It's just like you are the ones that are bringing us here and just how gracious they were. I mean, I could go on and on about it. But it's just another aspect of going to the cons and just meeting those celebrities, meeting those writers, those artists, those creators that just really establish those memories. You get that like impression from uh, the one quote from Stanley and Mallrats when he's when uh, Brody he's like, "Hey, keep up all the good work, Stan." He's like, "You keep reading them, I'll keep writing them." That's a lot of the mentality that all these guys have when you tell them like, "Dude, we I love your book" or something like they're just happy that's like. You know what? I like the fact that these people are coming up. They want my book. They want their book signed because they like what I'm doing. Yeah, it's such a cool experience. And we are going to spend the entire episode this week breaking down New York Comic Con day by day. Pad, why don't you start us off October 3rd, Thursday? Yeah, so of course we're going to start on Thursday, October 3rd. Kind of the first thing and kind of the, you know, the, the firework that really gets the show going. Uh, 11 o'clock on the main stage, you have uh, Fantastic, a conversation with Christopher Eccleston. Yes, of course, the ninth Doctor in the long-running Doctor Who TV series. And then, of course, was in Thor, The Dark World, Leftovers, and a bunch of other stuff. He's going to be having an hour-long conversation. And given everything this man has been in, I can imagine some pretty cool stories. Oh, I can only yeah. imagine. I don't think he's really done too many cons. No, and and even you know stuff related to Doctor Who, he doesn't really talk about it or, or get involved with it that much. I remember when they had the the anniversary uh, episode with Matt Smith and David Tennant. You know, it was going to feature all the living Doctors except for Eccleston, just because he really doesn't do anything with the show. You know, for his own personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so obviously this is going to be like a once-in-a-lifting chance to go yeah. and hear his take because you know that he's going to get asked a lot of questions about Doctor Who mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. seeing the reaction the crowd's going to have too because the Whovians are going to be out in full force. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, after that, uh, at 1 o'clock on the main stage again, you have the 20th Century Fox panel, an insider's look at The Kingsman and Free Guy. Bry, Kingsman is your film. You are definitely excited about this. A little bit. I'll say, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I know there's a lot of like debate about this one because like people are like upset because like, oh, it's not going to have Eggsy in it. But I think a lot of people are forgetting this is a prequel one. It's the foundation yeah. of the Kingsman during World War One or World War Two. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, World it's, War uh, One because I'm pretty. I'm, okay, World War I couldn't one because remember the... which one is. I know there's also a World War One movie coming out. So yeah. I'm like, am I getting those yeah. two mixed up? No, but... it's, it's yeah, it's World War One because we're trading off Eggsy for Rasputin, and I'm okay with that. I was 
to say we're also getting Ralph Phineas. It's like yeah. I'm okay yeah. with that. It's like we got Voldemort who's going to now be yeah. heading the, uh, as he says in the trailer, the first in, uh, individual intelligence business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be absolutely crazy. Like, I'm super excited to see what they're going to do for that one. Yeah, and, the, and don't sleep on the other one, too, because, you know, I ha- admittedly haven't heard of it, but I'm reading through the panel description. And after they mention uh, the stuff about Kingsman, you know, of course, Matt Vaughn's origin story of British uh, Britain's first very first in independent intelligence agency which hits theaters in february uh and it says free guy is an adventure comedy directed by sean levy starring ryan reynolds as a forlorn bank teller who discovers he is a background character in an open world video game in theaters july hello ryan reynolds yes sign me up please all right yo, that got my attention now yeah uh, after that, you have a very interesting one. Also, to, sticking with the main stage here, because a lot of good stuff going on in the main stage. Uh, from 2.30 to 3.30 p.m., Disney Parks bringing Avengers Campus and more to life. Of course, the, as it has been announced within the last year or so, the exact date escapes me. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Marvel stuff, by and large, for the better part of Lord knows how long has been at Universal Studios. And they've done very well with that. I, I've been to Univer- the uh, Marvel portion of Universal Studios in Florida, and it was fun. It, it was a good time. Uh, but since Disney has the rights to Marvel and everything now, they've got their own theme park. They're going to be doing a Marvel Avengers Campus, which, yep. if I understand right, is going to be very much in the same vein as Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Correct. Yes. Which, given the detail I've seen, because I haven't been fortunate enough to visit Galaxy's Edge yet, uh, given the detail I've seen online, uh, Avengers Campus is going to be nuts. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine what they're going to do if they're going to even try attempting this. This is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime experience for this. Well, the thing, the only thing I can think they might do, and this might make it cool for fans of any age, is I know it's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. There's an app you can download on your phone and go around and do missions for certain factions. So there's the Resistance, the First Order, and then kind of like rebels or, or smugglers or that kind of thing and and you fill up the bar and you do this whole thing i think they if they do something similar to that but like at the end of the day if you finish out the requirements for it you can get a certificate saying you're an avenger mm-hmm. that'd make it cool for kids yes but also for <laughs> for anybody, for anybody. Yeah, i get to be an avenger Elijah. yeah <laughs> drop that on him as you're walking uh-huh. out <laughs> well and i guarantee you they bring this out there's going to be not every you know minute or so, but every now and then you'll have somebody walking through in character. Well, yeah. They'll just lean into you and go, "Hell, Hydra." Oh, it, it's going to be a, a really rocking panel. Mm-hmm. So that'll definitely be one to check out. Uh, then at four o'clock in room one a o six, you have ABC's Emergence. Of course, this is the new TV series coming up to ABC networks this fall. Looks really interesting because it's it's about a girl who doesn't you know got a mysterious past and they're trying to figure things out. I saw the first episode this past week. Okay, uh, it looked interesting. It definitely had my attention. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. Sure. And I like shows like that to begin with because it's not like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm completely lost. This is bad. Right. No. This one was just uh, dealing with a lot of like sci-fi elements sure. and just kind of a little weird take. And like the last 10 minutes are a little bit of a shocker for the premium. Okay. So I recommend checking it out. And obviously this panel I think is going to be very interesting to go see. So I'm excited. I'm saying it. it looks like the whole cast is going to be there. When I list for guts, you got Alexa Swinton, Ashley uh, Otterfeld, I think is how you say it. Clancy Brown will be there. So that'll be definitely something to check out. Uh, after that, on Thursday on the main stage, you have uh, Sony Pictures Presents The Grudge, a reimagining of the horror classic with Sam Raimi and special guests. So, you, you know, you got the classic film, uh, you got the reimagining of the horror classic and appearing in person, Sam Raimi. And I'm calling this now. If there's a Q&A session, get ready for the Spider-Man 4 questions. Oh, yeah. You know that's going to happen. <laughs> uh-huh. John, you big horror fan? Not too much. I like some of the classic ones, like um, Halloween's always my favorite, but other than that, I don't usually dive too much into them. 
Yeah, this one, like, I've never been a big fan, like, not compared to our friends over at Horizon 607, obviously, but this one, I'm actually kind of intrigued to go see. Not right. And not to hear somebody yell out Spider-Man 4 to Raimi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Honestly, it's to me. It's like I get like there's a lot of fans of the trilogy, which I only like the first two of it. They're when I could forget mm. about. But it's kind of like, all right, like Spider-Man Four is not happening. Let's yeah. let's move on. But here. You, but you know, if they do a Q and A, somebody's going to come up and go, "When are you doing Spider-Man 4? Oh, well, yeah, we of know. Course. It's just like, like I'm not looking forward to when they ask. But the, that. But the real question is, will Catwoman be in it? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. God! These I, are the answers I, we need. I had to work it in. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just one of those things when you go to Comic Cons, you're going to hear all types of crazy questions get asked. Yeah. So. Be prepared for to hear anything and everything. And a little uh, backstory: the Catwoman thing. We had some guy who we went to the Batman Hush panel last year, asked twenty different <laughs> times, "Are you going to bring Catwoman into an animated movie?" And each time they were going, "We're doing Batman Hush." Well, I get that. Are you doing? Are you going to have Catwoman though? Dude, we're doing Hush. Didn't I understand that? But we're doing yeah. Hush, and finally it, the guy who didn't was it, didn't ru- they, didn't somebody from uh, Warner Brothers DC actually ask, "Have you ever read Batman Hush?" No, and that's where I'm yeah. getting at. the The guy running the panel literally goes, "Midtown Comics upstairs yes, right. has Batman Hush." Go up there. I think it's like 20, 25 bucks. He's like, "Go buy it, and you'll understand." We're doing Catwoman. Yeah, it, it was just one of those like. It, it, it's a it's an experience to go hear some of the questions come out. And mm-hmm. obviously, if you're going to be going to a film and you're not sure about the subject matter, Midtown Comics is going to be up there. They always have a great booth. Oh, my yeah. God, guys. You can get, like, your whole order, like, 20% off. Yeah. It's all, if you got to, like, stock up on comics, like, go there. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Highly, highly recommended. So if you're not sure about some panel you're going to, go to Midtown, yeah. pick up some issues, or go to your local comic shops before you go to New York yeah. yep. and stock up, read, and then you'll be down on those panels and be able to hit those hard-hidden questions. Like, no mm-hmm. no, no problem. Yep. After that, 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. Uh, taking place at the Hammerstein Ballroom, something near and dear to me. Uh, Rooster Teeth presents Ruby, Volume 7. I can't believe the show's been going for seven years already. Seven? Seven years. Yep. Volume 7 coming up. Uh, it will feature an early look at the upcoming seventh volume in the, in the hit series, uh, which will re- uh, world premiere reveals news and more, which I would imagine a release date because i got to figure that's coming out soon. <laughs> so, Pat, you're the big Rooster Teeth guy in the room. Sure. What's your take going into this? Uh, I'm expecting a lot of good things just because every year they do something with the animation style and just kind of like even the behind the scenes, like I'll just call it because of lack of a better term, the engine that helps make it where Mm -hmm. if I I think they just put the movie, quote unquote, of uh, volume one, season one on YouTube for free on the Rooster Teeth animation uh, page. Definitely go check it out. It's amazing. But if you look at what they did for season one, where you had the main characters and you could see them, but just because they didn't have the technology developed for anything past that, secondary characters were just kind of like these black silhouettes mm. where they're walking and, you, and mm. you know, you can hear ambiance and crowd noise. You just couldn't see them. So you went from that to, okay, they just don't have the technology for that. Season two, they come in and it's like, oh, hey, we can now, we now have the technology to put crowds in the show. Mm. You know, just, just, I'm just interested to see what they can do with it and kind of push the envelope further with the show because it, mm-hmm. it's really cool. And for seven years lasting. Yeah. I mean, that, seven years is an internet show. Yeah. Like I, that just did not register when you said that. I was like, yeah, seven. Yeah. So no, it's nuts. It'll be worth checking out. They always do good work down in New York Comic Con. Uh-huh. After that, uh, 5.15 in room 1A24, you have DC World's Finest, which this uh, the description of this reads, be sure to drop in on this panel to hear from DC's hottest talent about their latest works and how they're making DC and and the world's greatest superheroes uh, the home for, uh, for fans of great superhero storytelling worldwide. The creative talent behind some of DC's most popular characters are on hand to give behind-the-scenes details on their stories and how they put their 
own unique voices to the heroes and villains that DC fans have come to know and love and hate. That's going to be a good panel. I think DC is coming mm-hmm. out swinging on this one. Yeah. Obviously, the entire weekend, like we're getting into a little more of what they're going to be doing. But DC and Marvel are, are going to have that heavyweight fight of who's going to win New York Comic Con. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm already leaning towards DC. Yeah. This is like for life, bro. Bitches. Uh, oh, geez. Here yeah, we no. go. Here we go. DC's been doing some good stuff. Not but- the movie. The original <laughs> cartoon. Okay. I want to yeah. clarify that. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I mean, DC's been doing some good stuff with their comics. Like I've said before, I love what they're doing with Year of the Villain. You know, I got to imagine... There might be some teases as to who gets turned next into a villain this uh, this this weekend at New York Comic Con. Who knows? But no, yeah, if you're a DC fan, this is definitely one to kind of keep your eye on for future news. And let me just ask quickly. DC always has a huge booth uh-huh. down there. Yep. What do you think? I'm going to ask around the panel. What do you think is going to be the theme this year? I mean, I already know. Well, then you can spoil it for us. Uh, bird- I, I was going to say my guess was actually what he told me. Yeah, Birds of Prey. Really? I was going to yeah, say have, Joker. The, the, the costumes are going to be there. Okay. The, uh, okay. I was thinking Joker since it was opening. Yeah, no, I was going to go with Birds of Prey because like, each year it's always been the movie that's coming out after Comic-Con. First yeah. year I went, it was Justice League, then it was Aquaman, and then next thing, and Birds of Prey drops in February. See, I keep uh, forgetting because Bir- okay. Birds Bird- of Prey, and then they're also getting a trailer on uh, Wednesday, the 1st of October. Ooh. Yeah. Perfect timing. Then. Yeah. No, first of October's oh, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, t- Tuesday, sorry. So it'll be, it'll be lined up right in time for yeah. New York Comic Con. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. I'm Excellent. excited for it. I mean, I liked... Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn was one of the few things I liked about Suicide Squad. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm happy to see her again. And also, you got Ewan McGregor. So, yeah. I mean, that's all, said. No, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. always a win. <laughs> yeah. Every, everything coming out thus far, Birds of Prey, not to get off track, has been spot on. Like, I think the buzz has been good. Mm-hmm. And it's a healthy turn for DC. So, I, you know, we're before everybody's kind of dreading and saying, oh, you know, it's not the DC universe we're used to seeing. This one has got a lot of good buzz behind yeah. it. And coming off the heels of whatever Joker's going to do this weekend as it's coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It'll be a nice it'll be a nice way to jump in. And to finish it off, it's like, as we said at Robocon, for those of you who are there or listen to the show, DC's doing good now that they're just sort of like, you know what, we're not going to do a cinematic universe. We're just going to yep. make, we're going to make movies. Yeah. We're going to make movies, tell a story. And if it does good, we'll make a sequel of that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect not, way to do it. Not try to put it all together. Just they they can't they, they can't, but it works for them not to do it. After that, uh, from five fifteen to six thirty in room one a o six, you have Evil, the exclusive screening and panel discussion, uh, which you may not be familiar with. What this is, it's the new show that's on CBS this fall. A uh, little Marvel connection because it uh, stars none other than Luke Cage's Mike Coulter. Mm, interesting. Yep, so definitely one to check out if you are a fan of Mike Coulter or even kind of psychological thrillers. Uh, after that, you've got uh, New York Comic Con presents A Night with M. Night Shyamalan, introducing Servant on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, this taking place from 8 to 10 p.m. at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Uh, it's an exclusive night event, of course, with master storyteller M. Night Shyamalan as he introduces his uh, introduces Servant, a new psychological thriller series coming to Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, it says Servant follows a Philadelphia couple in mourning after an unspeakable tragedy creates a rift in their marriage and opens the door for a mysterious force to enter their home. So definitely want to check out. I know they just announced it uh, a couple weeks ago. Interesting Harry Potter connection. Uh, the show features Rupert Grint, uh, who, of course, who played Ron Weasley in the Harry Potter films. Now, this is very interesting because this is the first real project we've heard from Apple Plus TV. Yeah. So Apple, of course, had their, I don't know if it was a developers conference or something. It was one of their yearly conferences where they announced stuff left, right, and center. And everyone knew that they were coming out with a, a streaming service. Yep. And it was just a man. They'd been signing people to it. I think Oprah's got something going with it. Steven Spielberg's got something going with it, I think. So it was just a matter of, all right, well, what are you coming out with? And this was, I think, one of the ones that they announced. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to can maybe get a first look at what the heck 
contract this is because I think you know Shyamalan. It's going to be real weird. It, oh, yeah. It's going to be an obviously coming off glass. I mean, this is the first project we've really seen him do since. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of hype behind it, a lot of interest in where they're going to go with it. I mean, like I said, it's anybody's guess. Right. It could be maybe they're going to try to do something in the Glass universe. I'd like to see that, like a continuation of that, like just the aftermath of Glass with heroes coming out into the open. That'd yeah. Pretty neat, but... Yeah. Like we said, it's up in the air of what's going to happen. Yeah, and just to know, uh, this event, as I mentioned, takes place at the Hammerstein Ballroom and requires a ticket, which you can win via pre-show lottery. The uh, lottery is open to all New York Comic Con badge holders and the general public. You do not need a New York Comic Con badge to enter. Uh, moving on from there, uh, you have on uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is doing, of course, his podcast, Star Talk, of course, mega popular show. That taking place on the main stage at 730, and that kind of closes things out for Thursday. Yeah, Thursday's got a lot to kick off, and we still have mm-hmm. more to discuss so definitely hit us up on those hashtags hashtag odph was exciting you thus far on thursday for new york comic-con we definitely want to interact with you we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back hey this is brian wolf from fair city fire you are listening to odph the greatest podcast in Binghamton. Woo! Coming back for segment number two on this edition of the ODPH Podcast, breaking down New York Comic Con, hashtag NYCC. We talked Thursday last segment. Let's uh-huh. get into Friday, Pad. Kicking off things on Friday in room 1A24 from 11, starting at 11 o'clock, you have the world of Capcom. Of course, Capcom, the, the mega popular, long-running video game uh, company who makes great games such as uh, you know Marvel vs. Capcom, among the host of many others, Mega Man and a whole bunch of others. Uh, they, the panel reads, Capcom's been on a monstrous roll of acclaimed titles from some of the most popular video game franchises in the industry. Join moderator Mike Lund from Capcom and a special and special development team members all the way from Capcom Japan for updates and announcements on the company's latest games. So this is if you're a video game fan, you're a Capcom fan, definitely pay attention to social media during those times because Lord knows they'll probably have some trailers or announcements. Oh, they're going to have some big news for that. Uh-huh. Definitely big news. After that, something near dear to my heart because I grew up on it uh, at 12.15 and also in room 1A24 you have Pokemon 20th anniversary with Veronica Taylor of course Veronica Taylor who voiced uh, the main character Ash and his friend May for over eight seasons is going to be hosting a panel uh, where she's going to talk about, about her career and how to be the very best so definitely if, if you're in the area and you're like myself who grew up on Pokemon for god I don't even remember how many years yeah. you know it's been going for 20 years though Definitely going to be a cool moment to like see and hear stories from the uh, woman who voiced the main character for so many years. Yeah, absolutely. And especially on Friday, too, uh, somebody else near and dear to your heart, Billy D. Williams, yes. is doing a spotlight <laughs> yes. panel. No one cooler. Yes. So that's going to be something to definitely check out at 11 a.m. on Friday. And who knows? He might tell stories about episode nine. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's gonna go Tom Holland on that. We're not gonna hear. No, <laughs> I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll tell like behind the scenes stories that are like harmless to tell. Yeah, no. Don't worry, I'll be sure they'll rep the rep the brand with a 
Lando there when I get my photo with him on there Friday. You go. Yeah, Brian's going to go meet uh, Billy D. So, yeah, yep. definitely make sure that ODPH logo is right in there, too. <laughs> also, yes. I'll make sure to tag it as well. I just, yo, here's the, it's like, yo, see that thing right there? That says ODPH. Check out the show. Uh-huh. We'll, hook up, we'll hook up some swag. Don't yes. you worry. John, make sure you, you hook up <laughs> Brian with that. Yep. After that, uh, at 1230 on the main stage, you have DC Nation. For more than 80 years, DC has built a storytelling legacy full of iconic characters, immersive experiences, and memorable tales that have thrilled and inspired generations. Spend some time with the voices behind those incredible stories and hear about their plans to continue this hallowed tradition at DC. Bry, what is your thoughts on this, being the comics guy? Oh, man, anything can come out of that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just okay with whatever comes out of it, to be it, honest. I mean, it's like... Everything they got going right now is just great, in my opinion. Like, uh, Tom King's run on Batman is good. Year of the Villain, as we already said, is going great. I mean, we got Evil Shazam now mm-hmm. going, which is like insane. Yeah, Bendis is Leviathan right yeah. now. Oh, so you got the man who the you know one of the few men who can stand up to Superman and fight Superman toe to toe, who all of a sudden doesn't give a you know what. Yeah, this is just a great time to be a DC fan, and they're gonna have so many stories. Not to, to mention we're. Uh, we have one issue left of Doomsday Clock. Yep. So. No, and the interesting thing with this panel, I want to point this out. The description of this, and I'm reading this from NewYorkComicCon.com, the description of this panel is very vague. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. it, like uh, other than the 80 years, like, okay, yeah, we know DC's been yeah. around for 80 years. They're not really mentioning anything. No, they're being very quiet, which I like. Yeah? Because whenever DC gets quiet, it's usually a big announcement. Mm-hmm. Now, am I saying they're going to do one? No. That I know of. But... If you are a DC Comics fan, they might do a mic drop moment. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of like what could be. Well, they could a, do a mic drop moment, like when we went to the Doomsday Clock panel and they were showing what was it like the first six pages that they handed yeah. out to us, and they and, and they, they just go Jeff Johns just goes, all right, we're gonna need to sit here for a moment when I show you this next panel. <laughs> yes, because when they unveiled Doomsday Clock, and obviously we'll get into it when we start talking the Watchmen panel coming up on Friday here as well. When DC decided to start dabbling into the Watchmen universe, mm-hmm. this is one of the most highly it was one of the most highly anticipated moments of comics. For it was them. also very controversial. Yes, yeah. a lot of people didn't want him to even go back to Watchmen. It's like it's it's it was not, it's its own thing. It should have ended. Why are you guys going to cross it over with DC? But you mm-hmm. had other ones who were like. Yo, this could be huge if done yeah. right. And then Jeff Johns is like, "Yeah, I'm the one heading this." So it's like, okay, yeah, there is hope. Yeah. Well, that, and that's the big thing too. I mean, Johns has been known for his quality of work, Green Lantern. I uh-huh. mean, I could just go on and on. But obviously, handling Watchmen, you need to handle it with kid gloves and the proper respect. Anything short of perfect, yeah, is an insult to the work. Yeah. So if they decide to dabble more into this and they're going to tease a little more. Who knows? But like I said, last year they had, DC had the big panel and they decided to drop everything about this. I could see something like this happen again. Yeah. So definitely, if you're a DC Comics fan, get there on Friday. Yep. Uh, then moving on, uh, also on Friday, from one starting at 1.30, you have the Funimation Presents My Hero Academia panel taking place at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. Now, admittedly, I have not seen the show. It's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> haven't gotten around to it. Mm. But I do understand the popularity of the show because there was a game demo at last year's New York Comic Con from the folks at Bandai Namco, and you could not get into this this the line to play this game demo. Oh, yeah. It was akin to the Kingdom Hearts 3 game demo line where I tried for three, four days to get into the <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 demo and never got in. Same mm. can be said for the My Hero Academia panel, so I understand the popularity of this. Yes. You know, it's, a, of course, uh, join Funimation as they discuss the hit anime series with English voice actors Justin Briner, uh, Rico Fajardo, Kellen Goff, 
Justin Cook and Colleen uh, Clickenbeard. Uh, it says prepare to go plus ultra with a season four screening, a Q&A with guests, giveaways and more. So if you're a My Hero Academia fan, definitely be sure to check that one out. Oh, it'd definitely be worthwhile checking out. Yeah. After that, uh, from uh, you going to say something there, Brian? No, I was just going to say, for uh, those of you who aren't familiar with the show, I, I haven't watched a lot of it. I've read the first two volumes of the manga. Sure. It's basically um, the anime version of Avengers. Like It's a superhero uh, manga slash anime, um, and it it's a lot different than normal animes. Like It definitely feels much more of an American comic book feel with an anime flair to it. So it's definitely it definitely has its audience. Sure. So, I mean, if I don't have anything going on, I might check it out. But yeah. Uh, next at 145 and room 1821, the panel that it's near and dear to my heart, uh, but I, unfortunately I won't be able to go this year because, well, I'll get to that one in a minute. Uh, Lucasfilm publishing stories from a galaxy far, far away. Storytellers from all over the galaxy come together to talk about what's next for Lucasfilm publishing, including new and upcoming titles, as well as exciting reveals and announcements that will impact Star Wars publishing for years to come. If you are a fan of the Star Wars books and you are going to be at New York Comic Con, this is the panel to go to. This is the one where they talk about the mainline books. So your Thrawn books and your Master and Apprentice books, they talk about the stuff for kids and the stuff geared towards you know young young adults. They talk about the comics. I know this was last year where they unveiled their one-off line where they did Age of Republic, Age of Empire, and then Age of Resistance. You know, so they they didn't go into full-blown details, but right there, I remember them showing, hey, we're going to do these one-shots, and here's the characters are going to yep. be in, in them. You know, so it's definitely the panel to go to if you have any interest in it. And it's also had kind of one of those. You know, Hall H type moments for Star Wars fans. The one year I went, where uh, Timothy Zahn came out and goes, "Yeah, so I'm writing another Thrawn book," and, and the crowd just went nuts. I mean, yeah. Star Wars is going to be such a big theme this year too. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of like not major panels. I mean, obviously with D23, that took a lot of the Star Wars news. Yeah, yeah, and, and some of the Marvels as well. So. New York is still going to have its definite Star Wars news, but I mean, I'm not expecting to hear anything super crazy involved no. in Episode Nine. No. no. Yeah, I was. I'm, nor am I expecting to hear anything like what's coming after Episode Nine or any more DC uh, or um, not DC uh, Disney Plus shows getting yeah. announced. I'm not looking. I'm not expecting right. anything. No, like but that. New, but New York has enough going on with it that they don't need to. I mean, there's a lot of other great side panels too, especially one that caught my eye. And that's IDW's 20-year anniversary one. Wow. For 20 years for an indie comic company to go, be successful, and still rocking books out, that's going to be something to check out. I mean, that's going to be going on 130 at the Javits. Um, It's in one of the side rooms, room 1A02. So that's going to be something I'm actually thinking about checking out. And I also got Marvel Cup of Joe. I got to decide which one to go to. Because Joe Casada, the chief creative officer of Marvel, he always has a panel down there. It's always a lively experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, you had Charlie Cox come and, and talk with them on stage, and they were just doing just like back and forth, just you know shooting the breeze. And that was a cool experience. So whatever's going to happen here, that could be something. And according to Marvel.com, attendees of the panel will receive an exclusive variant of a comic to be announced. Ooh. Oh, there you go. There so you go. if you're looking for comics because you're at Comic-Con <laughs> and you're looking for an exclusive, I mean, I'm not the brightest bulb in the box, but I'm saying but, you might have something there. Am I right, John? Might be the one to check out. And swinging back to the Lucas uh, film publishing. Sure. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to it because um, I just finished reading Master and Apprentice. Great Aw- book. Awesome book. Great book. I'm reading through Th- Thrawn Betrayal right now. Okay. So far, really good. So yeah. I'm looking to see what else they could put out. Oh, yeah, it's a great panel to go to. Uh, but the reason I cannot go to that panel is the one that's taking place from two o'clock, starting at 2 o'clock on the main stage, Twisted tunes of course the, the the well-known youtube series where you take cartoon voice actors get them to use their voices and read from movie scripts and hopefully not burn the popcorn yeah this don't year. burn the popcorn this year please, please. 
because no. this year is going to be incredible. Yeah, Friday is so stacked, and Twisted Tunes is always just a it's a wild hysterical ride. Uh huh. Just hearing your favorite voice actors going off script, yeah, <laughs> and just going places. And what are they doing this year? The Dark Knight, the Christopher Nolan film. Yes. I mean, what better what better script could you have to? Well, wait till you hear some of the voices they got for this. Uh, they got Tom Kenny, aka SpongeBob SquarePants, Lorraine Newman. James Arnold Taylor, which I mean, I if I ran through all his, hello there, you know, Obi Wan Kenobi from the Star, the Star Wars animated series, Titus, you know, Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank. I, I mean, I could go on and on and on. You know, Lorraine Newman, uh, Jennifer Hale, and and there's always more people there than they announce. You never know who you're going to get to walk in, but I'm just waiting for the moment where, because I'm sure they'll do it. Vice versa, whoever it is, you have SpongeBob as maybe Batman and Obi Wan Kenobi as Joker mm. in one scene, and then flip it. It's it's going to be incredible, and it's going to be hilarious. Now, the thing to note: if you're not able to get down there, all of their panels are eventually posted onto YouTube. So definitely go check them out on YouTube. It's Twisted Tunes with a Z. Yes, definitely worthwhile checking out. Pat and I went yes last year, and I mean, unfortunately, it was cut short due to a popcorn. Yeah, issue. somebody somebody burnt the popcorn. Yes, but it was an absolute riot. Yeah. Pad was not very happy afterwards. No, I no, I, I, I wasn't because it was whole. You know, they did Ghostbusters the original last year, and and it was just an absolute riot because you're just getting combinations of voices and just you know and just the the hilarity that ensued. It was just oh my like. They warn people several times, like, listen, if you have kids in this panel, this is not the panel for kids. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely NSFW. Uh-huh. You know, NC-17, if you will. Well, it, it teeters the line, but yeah, yeah. if you have kids, you... you... Yeah. Oh, the, you know, SpongeBob will be reading from the Dark Knight. That'll be yeah. great to take Timmy. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. We give fair warning now. Yeah. Make sure to think yeah. before you walk in. Uh, after that, at 3 o'clock and taking place at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden, you have the Marvel Games panel, where it says, quote, get an, get an inside look at the latest and greatest from marvel games attendees will get will see new exciting new content from marvel's iron man vr and marvel's avengers with many unannounced surprises and and panel exclusives so definitely something to check out i know that's something that's very highly anticipated i gotta admit with as much as it's been talked about the avengers game i've seen some stuff from the iron man vr game and that looks interesting i mean you're playing iron man yeah vr is just so weird to me like yeah. it, it but to see like some of the footage of you just actually flying around and you're inside the iron man suit yeah and just the visuals for that, I mean, it's, it's truly mind-blowing. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. And it's just like, okay, this is, like, way too much real. Right. <laughs> just way too much. But, uh-huh. I, but it's going to be a cool panel to go down. I mean, Marvel is going to have a lot of news to drop if you're a gamer, so definitely get there and check that out. Yeah, and then after that, uh, taking place on the main stage at 345, you have the HBO Watchmen screening and panel. Yeah, so obviously you guys know my take on this, and I am not lying. This show had better be perfect. Otherwise, I'm going to be losing it on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the only one. Well, it, I mean, obviously, and like we said, Alan Moore's groundbreaking work. Uh-huh. I mean, and, and I know I'm. It, that's how else can you describe it? It set the bar. Yeah, it is the arguably the greatest comic book story of all time. Yeah, arguably, and to see like, and, and I'm just going to now read from the panel page here on New York uh, Comic Con.com. Set in an alternate history where mass vigilantes are treated as outlaws. HBO's upcoming series Watchmen embraces the nostalgia of the original groundbreaking graphic novel of the same name while breaking new ground on its own. From the co-creators of The Leftovers, Damien Lindoff's new series is set in contemporary 2019, nearly 30 years after the original Watchmen story was set in. So let us think about that. Okay. This has been 30 years. Sure. What, I mean, I understand starting with a clean slate, but... What do you think the ramifications are going to be at this time? Nothing good. 
I mean, obviously, you're not going to have some of the certain characters, except sure. we did see in the teaser trailer, Dr. Manhattan apparently is still walking around. Uh-huh. Is I re- he clothed? I saw feet. So, uh, <laughs> Jury's out. <laughs> I, I don't know, but, I mean, obviously, they're having a bunch of the stars come down for this. And this could be just interesting, just the reaction. Like, I think this one, walking in or out of this, you're going to hear the temp of the room. And you're really going to get a feel for what this show is going to do. Now, John, have you ever seen Watchmen? I have not, no. Have you read Watchmen? No. I'm going to make sure you do that because you're going to come with me to this panel. Because I want to see your genuine reaction. And I want to see what you were thinking after walking out of this. Because I know me. I know my reaction is going to be if this is bad. (laughs) I'm going to just hand you my phone so I don't do anything crazy. But I'm hoping this is good. I really want to see something. Because Doomsday Clock has been great. I mean, at the end of the day, though, at least... Jeremy Irons will be there. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be playing um, Os- Osmandius uh, in the show. So that's like the one thing I'm a little like, okay, about going into this is like, because I'm with you, Ken. This has a lot to live up for. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, at least you got Jeremy Irons. So if yeah. nothing else, you'll have one guy who just sounds intimidating. Well, casting wise has been good. Sure. I, I have no issue. Like, I mean, on paper, it's looking good. But note how I said on paper. I want to see this on the screen. And I want to see what what it kind of feels like and what it's going to be. And I'm going to give the show a shot. I mean, obviously, it's debuting a couple weeks after on HBO. Right. This is where I really want to see, it. can they hit the mark or are they going to miss? Because if they miss, the fan base is going to erupt. Right. Because this isn't something like you can go, okay, I'm going to remake Birds of Prey. And I'm going yeah, to... It's... And are you going to go remake The Suicide Squad, which is great teams, great books. But this is not Watchmen. Right. Watchmen is on a whole other class of itself. As far as I'm aware, nothing groundbreaking exactly came out of Birds of Prey or Suicide Squad. They didn't raise the bars or right. anything. They had good stories with them. That's that's what I want to emphasize that still. It's just they didn't – again, Watchmen is like the gold standard to if you want to make a groundbreaking comic, you hand someone that. It's sort of like if you collect comics, you should have that trade paperback in your uh, house somewhere. Yeah, you should. Right. We all remember the online and, and worldwide reaction to how the final season of Game of Thrones was. Um, yeah. You know, a few people liked it. A lot of people didn't. If they do well by this show, I think people will be not saying happy, but they'll be OK. You know, yeah. they, they might they might not still be able to stomach it. Like, why did you do this? OK, it was good. But like, why? Mm-hmm. If this is bad. Oh, They're yeah. gonna the reception of this is gonna be worse than it was for Game of Thrones. Oh, absolutely. Oh, with, there's, with, there's, no there's question. A, HBO has to fill the Game of Thrones gap, and unfortunately, it's a very big gap. Right. And the thing I don't get with this, and maybe this is just me, is you're reading through this, and it says from the crew co-creator of the Leftovers, Damon Lindelof. Which, okay, granted, had to look it up. It's an HBO show. Okay, mm. the man produced and wrote for Lost. Like you're not going with at least uh, for me the bigger show to kind of promote yeah, this. Like, like if you're trying, you're you're not gonna need like Lost the folk- is one of those ones I haven't. Seen seen it but i've heard it's very sure but like you're trying to get the kid you know you're trying to get the casuals in you know the folks who are comic fans and and read watchmen they're going to be there for it or even the folks who have heard of watchmen they're going to be there for it. you're trying to get the folks who maybe haven't read of it aren't a comics fan aren't really that into it but they hear oh damon lindelof's got a new series i really love lost i want to get into it i think what they should have done is just said lost and the leftovers. Yeah, that would. But the yeah, leftovers yeah. are the most recent, and plus sure. that's an HBO show, so sure. they're just hyping up their own stuff. Sure. So obviously, this one, I'm going to say this is probably going to be the most uh, most anticipated panel mm-hmm. of the weekend. Yeah, by mm-hmm. far. Yeah, because the reaction coming out of this that will give you a true telling sign, es- especially if they're if they're showing maybe not a full episode, but 
half of, you, half of an episode. You could show ten minutes. Yeah, and, and you'll get a you, you'll get yeah. a temp of the room. Yeah, and the reaction of coming out of there. That's going to be your true test of where you you're standing right now. Because you could have people put their phones away and turn their phones off for whatever panel you want. Mm. That works fine for the hour plus you were in the room. You cannot make them do that for the entire duration up until the show premieres. Yeah, yeah. No. You can only hide how it looks for so long. Right. So obviously the stakes are high with this one. So this is going to be the must get to panel of the weekend. Yep. After that, you've got from four to five in room one eight oh six Marvel Comics next big thing. Uh, the description reads from War of the Realms to House of X to Absolute Carnage. Twenty nineteen was jam packed with all new thrilling tales. But what's next in for the Marvel Universe? Editor in chief C B Sabolsky, Donnie Cates. Al Ewing and Dan Slott, <clears throat> excuse me, are here to tell you what universe redefining events will inc- will incoming lead to the events will lead incoming to the year, uh, and what other senses sh- senses shattering stories loom on the horizon at the House of Ideas. Find out at this can't miss panel. And I apologize for my reading of this. Uh, Read pop if I can, or whoever runs the site, if I can make a recommendation, hire somebody else to write these panel descriptions. <laughs> Some of them are just bad. Well, this is also coming from Marvel too, because I'm reading on Marvel.com the same thing. Okay, but but overall, I'm just I'll break down this panel for you. Marvel has had a resurgence lately of its books. Yeah, they have finally made the transition, in my opinion, from being a movie company that makes comics to now a comic book company that is making movies and comics. And what I mean by this is, over the past few years, when the MCU blew up, the comics were kind of catered to them a little bit more than their distinguished competitors. That the universes were morally more influenced by what was going out as projects. And you can de- the biggest example, in my opinion, I will stand by this, is the X-Men. Mm-hmm. When the mm-hmm. MCU really wanted the Inhumans to be the new oh. X-Men because they didn't have the movie rights to them, they were killing off X-Men, making huge pushes with the Inhumans, and now they're kind of like, okay... We're getting the X Men back for the MCU, but let's not make them what we're going to do for that. We're just gonna we're gonna get them back into the comics universe just as is, and that's mm-hmm. where like the whole powers and House of X has been going. Yeah. And honestly, I'm happy with what Marvel is doing because I did not like buying Marvel comics because sure. you're trying too much to emulate your movies, but you're not your movies. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You have to remember at the end of the day, you're still a comic book company, and for the fans that have grown up with Marvel, and like I say, contrary to popular belief. I'm actually more of a Marvel guy than MDC. I do like Batman more now with the writing quality that's been going on there, and James Tynan is going to absolutely kill it taking over, and I can't wait to hear more about that. Yes, Brian is just he's throwing money there. I'm, sh- I'm sharpening my uh, phone case into a shiv yes. if he says anything bad about DC. Yes, but Marvel has really stepped up their game, and I thought C.B. Sabolsky has really allowed the creators to yeah. recreate yeah. and really push. I mean, Donny Cates is their – Bendis right okay, now. Okay, yeah, he, he's I will their stand guy by. right he's now. He's amazing. His guard, I've been reviewing his Guardians run. It's great. Absolute Carnage is freaking nuts. Right. It really <laughs> says something about how well Marvel is doing things this year with their comics. Where ab- I've read Absolute Carnage. Absolute Carnage is absolutely bat you know what crazy. The last issue ended, spoilers, with Venom being like, okay, Eddie, you're not going to get the job done to kill Carnage. I'll get someone who has. Leaps off of him and turn, and now Hulk is Venom. <laughs> which, which should lead every headline on every like comic news site on the internet. 
But just because of how nuts the X-Men and, and everything that's been going on with the X-Men line, it's getting overshadowed a little bit. Mm. Right. It's just nuts. Yeah, Cates has really stepped up the bar, and like I said, he's their go-to right now. He is absolutely killing it for him. Al Ewing, who's going to be there, his Immortal Hulk. Mm-hmm. Freshest take on the Hulk, I would say, in many, many years. Yeah. Eh. Brian is not. A I fan read of the it. first volume of it. It did nothing for me. I and I'm, I'm not saying that because I like DC more. I literally I did read it because I had heard good things about it, and I'm like, you know, I do like Hulk. It's I mean, the guy turns into a giant monster. It didn't really do anything for me. And that's a fair take. Yeah, John. I know you don't read it. No, I, I'm not much of a comics guy. I will admit. Um, I read some here and there, but overall, Marvel is something I think that if you wanted to jump into. This would be a panel to go check out. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to leave it with that. Pad? After that, uh, from starting at 415 in room 1A10, you have All Elite Wrestling on TNT. Uh, now, this one reads All Elite Wrestling is giving fans a new wrestling experience for the first time in 20 years. AEW is more about more than wrestling, it's movement fueled by fans. Uh, it will feature uh, some of the wrestlers from the AEW brand, including Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Brandy Rhodes, Awesome Kong, Nyla Rose, and Jungle Boy, a.k.a. Jack Perry. Okay, so we do cover on the sports show Pro Wrestling Now. Yeah. And it's been very successful, and we thank you for your listening on that. So, obviously, this panel is going to be something that we want to go try checking out. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're not familiar with wrestling, All Elite Wrestling is debuting on TNT Wednesday night of this week. Yep. So this panel is coming two days after that first show. Yeah. If you're a wrestling fan, you want to go attend this because I guarantee you – it's going to be an experience to go hear the reaction 48 hours after. Right, and especially with some of the folks they're bringing in there. I mean, if you're a pro wrestling fan, you, you know, well, you can kind of guess what you're going to get. I mean, they're bringing Chris Jericho and John Moxley, you know, formerly known as Dean Ambrose in the WWE. Like, there's going to be some nutty stuff in this. It's going to be some heavy hitters, so it's something going to be worthwhile checking out. After that, taking place uh, at 5.30 at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden, you have the Marvel Runaways panel, which, of course, is making their triumphant return back to Madison Square Garden, uh, where you get to experience firsthand experience the premiere of the highly anticipated third season with stars and creative forces of Marvel's Runaways. See, this is interesting to me. I mean, Runaways, the success the show has had yeah. is is really great. I'm, I'm all for it because Runaways is I always had like an indie comic feel to me for some yeah. reason. I don't know why. But this is Marvel's big day at MSG. Right. There's no Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel, no. which feels weird. Yeah. I have to admit, because every year I've gone, there's always been an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel, yeah. except for one. So to see that not be there, but Marvel's still going to represent on TV. I mean, sure. obviously, no Disney Plus, which is okay. Right. Yeah. You know, but from this panel, I just want to hear Cloak and Dagger has been renewed. Right. I know the crossover is going to happen. I want to find out some more details, but that's my main goal with this panel. And also hearing a little bit more about what they're going to do for Runaways. Yeah. So this is going to be something exciting to see. And like I said, Marvel taking over MSG, you know they're going to pull out all the stops. So don't be surprised if you see maybe a couple of announcements and yeah. a couple of cameos from yeah. other shows. Yeah, who knows? Dun, dun, dun. After that, the kind of the final thing that jumped out to us on Friday at 7.45 to 9.45, you had the world premiere of Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Uh, this, of course, the next movie in from the Warner Brothers animated team, the critically underrated i would say dc animated crew where it's a uh, uh, wonder woman film which i know brian and i were watching the last dc film to come out and then of course all the dc blu-rays yeah, and, hush. and films hush batman hush thank you comes out they of course pre- give you a little preview or like a little 10 minute you know mm-hmm. special feature of what they're doing next and they were showing clips and i'm like all right i'm interested to see how this goes because just based off of that little 10 minute feature a lot of scenes we just saw a couple years ago in the gal gadot film so i'm i'm interested for this panel to see you know they're gonna. You're gonna see the film, so I'm interested yep. to see how they handle this because 
if it was a couple of years, maybe like five, ten years since Gal Gadot's film came out, I'd be like, all it'd right, be one thing. Yeah. It'd be one thing, but it's relatively soon. Like, why are we like legitimately? It's some of the same scenes, like Steve Trevor crashing on the island, and then there's there. Which what kind of sold me on that is you have uh, Jeffrey Donovan uh, from yeah. Bar Notice playing Steve Trevor. So that oh, was sort of like yeah. when I saw him, I'm like, okay, I'm on board with yeah. that. Um, but yeah, we uh, also know that. Uh, Breezes is going to be uh, front and center. He oh, yeah. might just wait he, all day Friday, just sitting there yep, right. all day in front of it to make sure he's in. He will be getting center. in that panel. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, he will be. He is a huge Wonder Woman fan, yep. so he, trust me. He will get into that panel. If you hear somebody <laughs> yeah. running through the crowd, that might be him. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I won't run through the whole list. Just looking at, you know, because the cast is going to be there to do kind of a Q&A and a discussion afterwards. It's a star-studded cast. The, the list is probably about a paragraph or two long just from the actors and actresses and what they've been in. It's it's very impressive, but that does it for uh, Friday. Yeah, Friday's got so much going on, and especially there's like a, a great side panels going on too. There's a Batman '89 panel, yeah, doing the 30 year retrospective of Batman '89. That Plus, is honestly one of my favorite uh, Batman movies. Still, I'm not a huge fan of Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne, but I love his Batman. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, just the whole complexity of that character that he did in '89 was it was truly remarkable. Like mm-hmm. we t- we talked about in a past episode. And to see they're going to do a little small panel and pay in retrospect to it, I think is great. And yeah. there's also a making an audio drama podcast. Yeah, is going on as well. So shout out the pa- podcast. Yeah, which which that panel would be interesting to go to just from how crazy like the audio dramas have gotten because they're fully they're fully fledged movies essentially just without the picture just with how you know the ambiance and the noises and everything oh yeah totally especially with the uh wolverine the lost trail podcast that marvel just wrapped up finishing like that takes place by and large in louisiana and and, in the bayou down south you know there are there are portions of the podcast episodes where you know Wolverine's going on a boat through the swamp, and you'd swear if you just close your eyes, you're in the middle of a swamp. I was with say them. Uh, White Vault, the one podcast I reviewed for, um, they're actually going to be down there doing the panel. Mm. I mean, the thing I mentioned in my blog was like it takes place in like the Arctic and like. And it's just, like, the one thing that always did for me was, like, you literally hear, like, Arctic winds blowing by. You hear crunching of snow, and you're just kind of like, all right, I'm just cold picturing what they're Mm -hmm. doing. Yeah. It's yeah, just it, nuts what they can do now, and it's like I, it's definitely a panel to check out. Well, we definitely have to make note of that because today is hashtag International Podcast Day, legitimately uh-huh. all around the world. So this yeah. is a day to talk a little podcast. So obviously we're recording Monday. We had to throw that in there. Yeah. But let us know what you think. Hit us up on the social media, hashtag ODPH. What is your thoughts about Friday's schedule for New York Comic Con? A lot of exciting stuff, and then we're going to take it home with the weekend when we come back. You are listening to the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. On a podcast. <laughs> Sorry. On a podcast. Anyway, I'm going to start closing up the one movie punch secret volcano layer and we'll meet you back at home. With a secret volcano layer. Wait, wait, uh, volcano layer, really? Uh, uh, with a secret volcano layer, one podcast host just can't seem to get a break. This October. Oh, what happened? Joseph is forced to survive by any means possible. Who keeps a parking lot full of wood chippers? In a serial audio drama of adventures. Blood. Blood everywhere. Fountains and fountains of blood. That can only be called Reign of Terror 2019. <laughs> 
Join us in October 2019 for 31 straight days of horror movie reviews and interviews featuring Joseph, the One Movie Crunch crew, 17 podcast guest reviewers, special guests, and me, your narrator, Shane Hyde. Don't miss Reign of Terror 2019. (laughs) Wait, does this mean I miss Joker? No! Hi, this is Jimmy Gazdick from Crimson Brethren and Floodlands, and you're listening to ODPH. Coming back for another segment on this edition of the ODPH Podcast Pad, Brian Rhodes and our head of our ODPH3 team, John, is gracious with his presence. We are talking New York Comic Con. We broke down Thursday. We broke down Friday, but let's take it home for the weekend, starting with Saturday. Pad, what you got to kick us off? Kicking off things on Saturday, taking place at 1030 on the Hammerstein Ballroom, you have the Angel 20th Anniversary Panel. Now, ironically with this, this panel is taking place on the literal 20th anniversary that the show debuted. Show, yes! Show debuted on October 5th, 1999. Panel is taking place on October 5th, 2019. Uh, okay. Weird symbolism. I obviously caught this on Netflix uh, because sure. 20 years ago I was not watching the show. Well, yeah. But that is, I'm super psyched for that. I love Angel. Honestly, in some ways, I like it a lot more than uh, the original Buffy. Like, it just, right. it's the spinoff of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And nothing bad against Buffy, but it's like, I just found I'd like the characters a lot more in uh, Angel because they all had really good arcs by the end of the show. Um, the only thing that kind of sucks is I know David Boreanaz is not going to be there. Right. Uh, but everyone else will be, and I'm just – I'm going to try to make it to that one oh, yeah, Saturday morning. Definitely something to check out if you are a, uh, a fan of that show. Moving on, taking place at 1030 in room 1A06. You know we've mentioned it a couple times, but DC Year of the Villain panel. Yes. Uh, the description reads, what happens when the villains of DC Universe finally got the upper hand? What kind of chaos will entail? Join the brains behind DC's Year of the Villain as they take you on the t- this twist of heroism and see what's to come for the future of our favorite DC heroes. It's looking pretty evil right now. Super excited about this. Yeah. I got to say this. Looking at the schedule, Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, I can't remember it being this stacked no. with, the, with the panels we're talking about. DC Year of the Villain has been such a great storyline thus far and it's so unique and original yeah i know i'm really like the ain't i just said i want to hit the angel panel and it's like yo that means i'm not gonna make it to this because you think about it like you take you take something like the you know the batman who laughs and he can turn heroes evil Mm. and then you turn you turn shazam Who's honestly, in some ways, one of the most innocent heroes. He's the most purest of heroes. Because he's a kid. Yeah. So it's like, when you really think about it, it's like, yo, he just took an 11-year-old kid and made him the Joker. Yeah. And and you turn Supergirl, and you turn Hawkman, and and just, it's kind of leaving everything out on the table. Like, you don't know who's next. Kite Man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Kite Man. I can't believe the Kite Man is still in a discussion. <laughs> Tom Kane in his Batman run is trying to make Kite Man like the most relevant guy ever. Uh-huh. And you don't care when he shows up in the comic. No, it's just Kite Man is there. And that's little yeah. yeah, Kite Man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Fly, flying his kite. Uh-huh. <laughs> I he watch, he'll he'll be he'll turn out to be the Batman who laughs. Good Just man. watch. Good but man. no, but this whole panel is gonna be absolutely something to see. I'm super excited about this. I mean, with everything going on on Saturday morning, like I said, this one is like a must for me. Uh-huh. So I might actually have to miss a couple of the other ones in the morning. Yeah. 
because the story has been so good and just like where they're going with it, I definitely want to find out more information about it. Yeah. DC's big event. You got you got to be in attendance if you're a DC Comics fan. Yep. But what else is coming 10, 10 o'clock in the morning? Or? So 1030 in the morning at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden, you have the first of two, count them, two Walking Dead panels. This one titled The Walking Dead Universe, including AMC's flagship series and the untitled new third series within the Walking Dead franchise. Uh, now, I should note this one takes place 1030 to 1230, so it's going to go on a little long. Uh, it says The Walking Dead is a story that started 10 years ago with one man trying to find his family. That family grew and gradually, commu- and gradually communities uh, took shape. They fought and survived thrived and gave birth to a new generation season 10 picks up a few months from where we left off with the collected communities still dealing with the after effects of alpha and the whispers horrific display of power reluctantly respecting the new borderlines being imposed on them all while organizing themselves into a militia style fight force preparing for a battle that must be that may be unavoidable the whispers are a threat unlike any they have ever faced and the very idea of whether civilization can survive in a world filled with the dead hangs in the balance the series milestone 10th season returns on october 6th on AMC. And then, of course, the long rumored, now I guess official, untitled third series in the Walking Dead universe. Uh, we'll fo- it says we'll focus on first generation, on the first generation to come of age in the apocalypse. So let me ask John this because, okay. John, you don't watch The Walking Dead, correct? No, I stopped watching a few seasons ago. Okay. What is your reaction to them doing now a third spinoff here or a second spinoff, third show? Yep. Um, I mean, I guess props to them for sticking with it. Um, I mean, to the best of my knowledge, Fear the Walking Dead has done relatively well yeah. and pretty well received. Fear got good when they updated it to the current timeline. Yeah. Okay. They've really stepped that up. Like, I, I will admit, not a fan of the first few seasons. Really not. Like, when I'm rooting for the zombies to take them out before anybody, <laughs> yeah. except for the one kid that figured out what was going on and was prepared, I can't think of who he is, and I hope they, like, add him to the show, to the regular Walking Dead mix. Yeah. Um, but, but since they fast forward, they've had a lot of new dynamics to the characters, and obviously adding Morgan to the show, yeah, has oh, really helped. Yeah. So I really like what they're doing there. I just like I'm still waiting to see a little footage from this third one, right? Because I don't know if this is like Riverdale meets zombies. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> down with this. Like, I'm yeah, just, I'm sorry. I'm giving my fan point of view. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of walking. Archie shows up, uh, gives a right hook to a zombie to. Cave its head in. That's, yeah. That'd be funny. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Walking Dead. I've read the comics. You know, I'm, I'm, my opinion of Fear the Walking Dead is the same as Ken's. Not the biggest fan of it. I, I've kind of got to see some stuff with the, this untitled third show mm-hmm. before I, I kind of decide to see it or not. Because while the premise is interesting, I you know, you can have a great premise, you know, the greatest premise of all time. If it doesn't look good or it's not shotgun or whatever, yeah. I, I couldn't care less. No, this is going to be a very interesting panel. Especially if you remember last year, that's when they announced Andrew Lincoln was leaving the show. Yeah. Oh, yep. I can yeah. imagine you might hear uh, Lauren Cohen coming back at this one. Could be. Going to throw that out there that possibly it might happen. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. Heard it here first. Yes. Yeah. Uh, taking place at, starting at 1045 on the main stage, you have Amazon Prime Video Takeover featuring Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan and the Expanse. And I'm going to duck because Brian's throttling me to take over this. <laughs> yes, I've been waiting for season two ever since season one ended. I know John's the same yes. way here. <laughs> yes, I was super excited to see that announcement and to be coupled with a world premiere screening of the first episode yep. with the cast there. 
I would say we're gonna see we're gonna see John Krasinski himself there, and like you just said, it's like we're not just getting a little teaser. It's like no, you're getting the whole first episode of the second season, and and, and I should note the full first full episode of the second season almost a month early because it says in the description season two will premiere on Amazon Prime Video November first, November first. Yeah, yep. So it's not even like oh a couple days. Like, no, no, you get that's like almost a, a month. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a I'll do a review of the whole first season on my blog. But it is great. I, I was a little hesitant about John Krinsky when the show was first announced. It's like, okay, he's Jack Ryan. It's like, yeah. all right, is he going to stop Dwight from doing some nuclear attack or something? And it's like, no, he actually does a very good job at pulling off yeah. Jack Ryan as the everyday kind of man who's thrown into this um, crazy scenario, which I think in some level helps because of The Office where you're so used to him as Jim that's like, when he's literally being at, taken on a plane to the Middle East, he's like, "I'm just an analyst. I'm I don't do yeah. this stuff." Like you really buy it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. He's no, I'm, not supposed. I'm to planning this. for a rewatch before we uh, go down. And not to leave him out, the Expanse will also be there from Amazon Prime Video, which that they will screen the premiere episode of yep. season four, which comes out on December 13th on Amazon Prime Video. Oh wow, that's even later. Yeah. yeah. Nice. After that, uh, taking place at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden, starting at one o'clock, you have Star Trek Universe, uh, which says. Oh, over 50 years ago, the world was first introduced to what would quickly become a cultural phenomenon for the ages. Star Trek broke barriers then then, and continues to do so now, inspiring people of all generations and walks of life with its celebration of cultural diversity, scientific exploration, and the pursuit of uncharted frontiers. Of course, this will feature uh, looks at the upcoming upcoming looks at the seri- hit series Star Trek Discovery, and it will uh, talk, give you a few looks and discussions with uh, the upcoming series Star Trek Picard. So definitely something to look out for that. That one is going to be really interesting everything i've seen thus far from picard i'm intrigued with Mm -hmm. and it's saying here with the guests of that panel patrick stewart will be there uh sir Sir. yes 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 we apologize (laughs) sorry (laughs) yep uh, after that, you've got one I'm very much looking forward to. At, uh, two o'clock on the main stage, uh, you have the Netflix Presents Lost in Space panel, which will uh, give you a, uh, an exclusive first look at season two of the visually stunning, absolutely, uh, <laughs> epic family adventure. Lost in, it says, quote, Lost in Space before, uh, uh, before the series returns later this year. Uh, it says, separated from the Resolute and stranded on a new mysterious exotic and toxic planet, the Robinson family, alongside with the conniving Dr. Smith, charismatic Don West, and, of course, Debbie the Chicken, must work together to find their way back to the mothership and Will's beloved robot. Join the cast as they unveil a sneak peek and break down what's to come on their great adventure through space in season two. Now, if you have not seen season one of the show, I highly recommend it. It's a great sci-fi show. Like the description says, it's visually stunning. I cannot think of a character or a villain, I should say, I have hated more than, you know, Dr. Smith in, in first season. Like, for Harry Potter fans, I'm talking Dolores Umbridge levels of hatred. Like, I, there were points I wanted to reach through my sh- my screen I was watching on and just absolutely go after the villain they wrote the villain that well that you hate him that much. And just the cliffhanger they left with, you know, what, I've been waiting so long for this. I cannot wait. This is going to be very interesting to see. I mean, with Netflix and especially now in the transition phase of losing the Marvel shows, yeah. and yep. where they're going to go from here. I mean, they got a lot riding on. And especially today, they just announced the trailer for uh, or a teaser for Stranger Things yes. Season 4. We're not right. Hawkins anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Netflix is going to come out swinging on this one. And like you said, Pat, this show, you've kind of talked to me to start watching it. Yeah, so no, I highly recommend it. I, I got to see it. But unfortunately, I can't make that panel because 215 is Marvel Comics, Marvel Fanfare with C.B. Mm-hmm. And for this one... 
he's actually having a sit-down talking with Chris Claremont. Oh, oh. The Cl- Chris Claremont oh, wow. of X-Men lore. Oh, wow. And according to Marvel.com, an exclusive and intimate panel experience, uh, EIC, C.B. Zabalski, along with living legend Chris Claremont, will talk about anything and everything involved with Marvel Comics. And they're going to have a little Q&A session with the fans. And also, attendees will receive an exclusive Absolute Carnage Miles Morales cover with a classified image that they're not showing anything for. The screen is completely white as I'm looking at this thing. I cannot find anything that would even be like a silhouette. You just have the logo. It's classified. Comic collectors, you want to be in attendance for that. Uh-huh. And me, I just want to go hear the stories. I mean, especially everybody knows my love affair right now with Powers of Ten and House of X. Yeah. To hear Chris Claremont talk X-Men, I am there all day. Well, and especially if they're doing a Q&A session, you can imagine that people are going to be at, you know, and they have the panel the day before with everything upcoming for Marvel. You, you can imagine that there are going to be a lot of questions about that upcoming, and if, and if C.B. Sobolski can say anything, it would be at that panel. It's going to be very interesting just to hear the stories. I mean, especially yeah. with just the groundbreaking work. I mean, we talked about it with Alan Moore and, and Watchmen. What Claremont and John Byrne did with the X-Men, I mean, the real Dark Phoenix story. Not the one that you saw in movie theaters this <laughs> right. past year. Or right. the one you saw in Last Stand. Yes. Yeah. Just the work they did. and, and The really... one you saw in the 90s TV show. Right. Yes. The cartoon, yes. That's the one you talk about. <laughs> but this is just to hear his side of just telling the stories of just how reinventing the X-Men and making them into what they are today. I mean, I'm just I'm super excited to go see. Yeah, this this is making it for me. Yeah. Uh, After that, at three thirty at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden, you have J.J. Abrams and Stephen King's Castle Rock season two world premiere screening and panel. Stephen King, J.J. Abrams, enough said already. But if you're a horror psychological, you're for a horror fan, definitely something to check out. As if you're a fan of the show, they'll be screening the first episode of the new season. Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, I haven't heard too much about it except no. just the names attached to it. Yeah. So we'll have to kind of wait and see for this. Yeah, that's how I am. I, I read Stephen King, and I know Castle Rock is based on a bunch of his stories like set together in kind of like a multiverse sort mm-hmm. of. That way you can just mesh them all together because Castle Rock is one of the major towns in his books. Um, I don't really know what happens in the show. I have yet to watch it. Um, I don't have Hulu, so I have to actually like get the season at some point, and I'm just so behind on everything else I want to watch that it's like, okay, <laughs> let's just put a pin in that. Sure. I also have to just make a quick mention to another panel that's going on. Okay. The Sound and Fury panel. Now, did anybody see the teaser for this one? No. no. Creators of Animatrix and Batman Ninja oh, okay. unite for Sturgill Simpson. Hmm. This is how it's reading, according to New York Comic Con. Sound and Fury is a groundbreaking new album and film project by Grammy Award-winning artist Sturgill Simpson and the follow-up to the widely acclaimed and Grammy Award-winning album A Sailor's Guide to Earth 2016. Sound and Fury marks the first time that modern American rock music has been fused with Japanese anime filmmaking and culture. A project many years in the making, Sound and Fury taps into the best and brightest creatives in anime and marks a new stylistic era for Sturgill Simpson. So NYCC is going to mark the first time that these creators are together discussing the film's path to creation. So that being said, this is very interesting to me, obviously from our history of going down to the Batman Ninja panel. Yeah. Now, John, I don't think you were there for that one. No, I was not. But when we all went, we all walked out of that theater going, okay, when is this coming out? Yeah. And Batman Ninja, I love it. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the heck was really going on <laughs> at, at certain points, but it, I, I thought it was fantastic. Like when all the fortresses turn into giant me- uh, mech suits. Yeah. Anime. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they uh, 
Batman gets his own giant suit to fight those suits by getting a bunch of monkeys. Because anime. Yeah, it, it anime. was just it was completely absolutely crazy anime. So to see the the creators for Batman Ninja are going to unite and and kind of do this fusing with rock music. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued. Sure, if I may use that word. Sure. Uh, after that, at 5 p.m. on the main stage, you have the Marvel Comics X-Men Dawn of X panel. The description of this one reads, The Dawn of X is about to break. Join Editor-in-Chief C.B. Sabolsky, Senior Editor Jordan D. White, and Mary Mutants, Ed Brisson of New Mutants, uh, Tinny Howard of Excalibur, Benjamin Percy of X-Force, on New York Comic Con's main stage in a discussion about the revolu- revolutionary new status quo for the X-Men. Plus, be the first to hear exciting new announcements for the Children of the Atom. And it says stay uh, until the end of the panel to receive an exclusive variant cover issue version of Powers of X number five featuring a stunning Dawn of X inspired image by Arthur Adams. Not that you needed to sell me anymore, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm looking at this picture. uh, Yeah, there. Okay. Well, um, especially you've got you know the the folks behind the upcoming Excalibur line, New Mutants, X Force, and and especially just everything that they've been doing with with powers of x and house of x like there's gonna be a lot of great stuff at this panel yeah this is been such a wild trip thus far with house of x and powers of 10 now john i know you're not too familiar with it mm-hmm. but i would recommend you pick it up like have you ever really liked the x-men oh yeah this book resets everything okay and the dawn of x is going to be when all the x-men comics reset to whatever the teams are going to be moving forward okay there are some wild teams that yeah. I'm sitting here still trying to figure out Marauders. I'm still not sold on. Sure, somebody needs to convince me about this. I'm not. I'm not hating on the book. I'm just saying everything I've seen right now. I'm just. I have a lot of questions I want to ask. But watching what's going to happen with this, I'm super excited to see what they're going to do. Plus, Brian's one of his favorite writers, Ben Piercy, is on X Force. Mm-hmm. So yep. I can imagine how crazy that book's going to be. I mean, like I said, Marauders is the only one that's kind of like really. I'm I'm still on the fence of waiting to see what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Just because with the take they've done and they've reset the timeline and they've reset the history, and I to be an X Men fan growing up and to see how they flipped everything mm-hmm. is absolutely wild. That you're seeing enemies are now teammates and there's a weird uniting of dynamic characters that are taking on everybody and just to see how this is all going to mix is it's. It's great storytelling, top to bottom. And this cover is looking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lock me in for this panel. I'm there. After that, taking place in room 1A10 at 545, you have Mark McFarlane's Road to the Historic Record-Breaking Spawn, issue number 301. Uh, I could read the whole description of this thing. Uh, in short, I will just mention that Spawn, once Spawn 301 comes out, it will set the record for the longest-running creator-owned superhero comic ever oh wow uh my selling point to anyone on this panel if you are not sold on this it's todd mcfarlane with a live open mic (laughs) yeah brian your take on this well first off mcfarlane with a mic uh just say whatever he wants that that in itself will be entertaining and i should note it says quote todd will be raw and uncensored so don't bring the kids (laughs) (laughs) mcfarlane out of the image boys he's probably got my favorite art i mean Spawn itself, in my opinion, I don't really care for the story. The book looks freaking awesome, and I've always loved his art. And he also is the guy who gave us Venom way back then. His Spider-Man art art is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, just to think it's like 301 issues yeah. of an indie comic. It's yeah. like, that's nuts. No, oh, yeah, it's nuts. And, and should know it's And, says, I mean, good for him, too. It's yeah. like, just to really, I have no doubt, like, as much as I'm saying, like, okay, it's he'll probably be nuts on the mic, but, like, yeah. <laughs> The guy himself really is like 
got to be like thinking it's like holy crap if i thought when i started when i wrote drew uh issue one of spawn yeah. and wrote it i didn't it's like i'm 301 ish, 300 issues later here where i am it'll be nuts and in the description of the panel says there'll be surprise special surprise guests giveaways and more so i get the feeling of the special surprise guests will be egging him on even more yeah. well you know what i'm really interested in see is uh is he going to talk about the movie Oh, that could oh. be because we haven't heard a I'll lot say, since. It used to there was like a lot of news around. I honestly kind of forgot about it because yeah. he hasn't really said. Yeah, much. like it, he's kind of gone very quiet about it. Well, so. Last thing I heard was Jamie Foxx was cast, and then honestly, yeah. now yep. that you think yep. about it, it's like yeah, not much. nothing, nothing after that. Yeah. So I think with this, it's going to be a really fun panel. I mean, McFarland's work and just the, like Brian touched upon too, the fact that an indie book mm-hmm. gets to issue three hundred and one. Mm-hmm. And it's still going to go on after that. It's yeah. not like he's ending. Yeah. That is a sign of just true dedication to the craft and to the art. Yeah. Because it is not an easy thing to do. And especially from when Image started out and the history with them. Yeah. And how Spawn just exploded when it came out. I mean, obviously, with his work on uh, Spider-Man, McFarlane had a built-in audience, and they just everybody gravitated towards that art. I'll say the one uh, comic I do take pride in owning as a collector's thing is I do have a first edition copy of Spawn issue one. Yeah, so that'll be definitely something if you can find an autograph session, swing down and see if you can get that thing signed. Yeah, that'll be a mission. But yeah. for Spawn three hundred, three hundred one match. What can you say other than yeah. congratulations? Yeah. After that, uh, taking place at 6.30 in room 1A24, you have DC House of Horrors. Uh, it says, from Sandman, House of Secrets, House of Mystery, and Weird War Tales, to the creature feature suspense of Swamp Thing and the esoteric terror of Animal Man, DC's fantasy, supernatural, and horror comics have kept readers' hearts pounding and fear thriving. Now is your chance to meet a new generation of DC horror creators as they discuss their plans for the next era of next era come learn how these writers and artists will build on a legacy of terror and new nightmares oh, definitely something to check out sounds intriguing yeah uh also after that taking place at 7 30 on the uh, at the hulu theater at madison square garden it is the second of the two uh walking dead panels where it is a special advanced screening of the season 10 premiere of the walking dead yeah this is going to be interesting my advice, if you are a Walking Dead fan and going to be at New York Comic Con uh, this week, that, that weekend, uh, get there early. Because if, if I've read correctly, uh, they're not clearing the seating at the uh, Madison Square Garden again this year. So, yeah, if you want to be there uh, for that uh, screening, get there early. Yeah, and by early we mean uh, you might actually be spending your whole day at the garden. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it might, it's it's one of those things that I've when the walking dead was more popular, I mean, not to say it's not popular now, yeah. sure. But during it's like peak time, yeah. I know people that were there literally from eight o'clock in the morning and it was the last panel running <laughs> at the main stage at the Javits to kind of give perspective to this, John, okay. it was the main stage. And I remember it was on after agents of shield and I snuck in there <laughs> to get there. Like, cause for agents and I, like, I was lucky. I, I got to be able to stick around for the walking dead. And there were people saying, I literally sat through eight o'clock in the morning panels. Yeah, to get here. I've been sitting here all day. I've not left because I was fear of losing my seat. <laughs> like that is dedication. So that, yeah. I mean, that fan base is going to show up for it. Mm-hmm. But and especially going into this season, we really don't know what to expect from the show. Right. Except, I mean, obviously it's a little bit different. And what can you really say about it? That it's now gone to season ten. Yeah, we, we talk about longevity with shows and such. It's really been a crazy thing to see. Mm-hmm. So obviously the season gonna have a lot riding on it, and when they deliver, they're gonna deliver. 
Yeah. So can't wait to see that on uh, Sunday, too, when it debuts on AMC on Sunday the 6th. Yep. Uh, after that, taking starting at 1030 and going till 245 at the Madison Square Garden, you have the Warner Brothers television block featuring Riverdale, Manifest, Roswell, Harley Quinn, and Batwoman. Uh, jumping oh. jumping to the part I think we're all interested in, uh, the, the nice thing with this is the panel actually gives you uh, times of when the panel, the portions of the panel will be going. Uh, and just to, just to clarify to our listeners, we are now talking Sunday. Yes. Talking Sunday, uh, at one starting at one oh five to one thirty, you have the Harley Quinn screening. It says catch an early look at this upcoming adult animated action comedy series coming soon to the DC universe. So I know that's been one everyone's been looking forward to. If I'm not mistaken, Starling Kaylee Cuoco from it uh, does. Yep. Uh, yes. Big Bang Theory. Yes. Yep. And then after that, from one thirty five to two forty five, uh, is a screening of the Batwoman pilot episode that is coming soon to the CW. Now Brian and I were on the Robocon panel for the DCCW universe. And we were talking with fans and obviously the rest of our panel there. Shout out to everybody listening. Mm-hmm. This show is going to have a lot more breathing room, I think, than your typical Batman show. That They're going to be able to go in a lot of different directions if they want to. Hush is rumored to be the major villain of the season. And to see him appear on screen and how they're going to do his introduction and storyline, I think, is going to be really interesting. Well, what about Catwoman? <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll Moving on. We'll, we'll, we will have to see about that. We will definitely have to see. But I think this show is going to be... Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, yeah. I know some people are already like, oh, it's not going to be Batman. You're just trying to get as close to a Batman as you can. And it's like, look, Batwoman is an actual yeah. comic character. Yeah. It's not like they're just whipping someone up. And I will make my... Uh, decision on what i think of the show when i actually see it yeah. so just hey yeah. well, also side note since we're talking about batwoman uh thoughts and well wishes sent to uh ruby, ruby rose, rose who yes. just had to go undergo emergency surgery for a stunt accident she had while filming get well soon yeah absolutely definitely get well soon yeah and it should know also it says in addition uh the warner brothers television block will ex- uh, include exclusive footage from a couple shows uh including black lightning and then it oh. also says as well as the current second season of titans yeah, which I think is very interesting they're showing this uh-huh. because it's, tech, it's supposed to be kind of considered a CW thing. Yeah. But yet our Titans are going to make an appearance. <laughs> yeah. Dare Titans I, are back, bitches. <laughs> dare I say, are we going to have a crossover like I kind of was talking at the Robocon panel Maybe. On, on Crisis on Infinite yeah. Earths? Maybe. All I need is 10 seconds of Robot Man by Brendan Fraser yelling, what the... And that's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need. And I'll be I'll be very happy with the Titans, like Flex we said. Flex Mentalo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just Doom Patrol is one of the best shows out there, period. And uh, DC. Flex the Ron Muscle guys. Yeah. DC. For those of you who've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. DC has got a winner on their hands for that and for their DC universe. And for uh-huh. Titans, season two has been spot on, too. We're not yeah. going to do a review on the show this week. I'll definitely throw something up on Parlay Points, though, before I take off for New York. Yeah. And. I just think it's very interesting they're going to show it, but it's good for them too. And I, I'm very interested to see if they're going to announce a renewal for season three. Yeah. Already. So we'll kind of have to check that out. Yeah. After that, uh, taking place at 1045 on the main stage, I figured I'd mention this because in my recollection, I can't ever think of this ever happening. Uh, it is part of their world, a conversation with Disney princesses. It will feature Jody Benson, Paige O'Hara and Anika Nani Rose, better known as Ariel Belle and mm-hmm. Princess Tiana from the Disney films who will be all be on stage just talking about their characters and Disney filmmaking and every I cannot think of the last time you had three big Disney princess voice actors on all stage the, together yeah. it, it's nuts it's borderline once in a lifetime 
Uh, say, so I think if our sister uh, could get a Sunday passion <laughs> time down yeah. just for that. Yeah. Uh, after that, at 145 on the main stage, you have the Batman Beyond 20th anniversary panel. I was very disappointed to learn this was on a Sunday. You and me both. As was I. You yes. and me both. I got so excited when they announced it on their Facebook. I'm like, oh, that'll be awesome. Uh-huh. And I read the fine for like, oh, that'll be Sunday. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Conroy will be there. Will Friedel will be there. So definitely, if, you, if you're able to get there for that panel, because Darn it, I won't be able to. Definitely check that out. As I told Kevin Conroy himself to his face, (laughs) Batman Beyond Return of the Joker is my favorite animated movie Uh of uh, everything he's done. And he was like, it it was such, it was so awesome to just have a small conversation with me. He's like, yeah, dude, I actually really liked making that one. That's a, is a, looking back on it, we were just talking about this with uh, Duffy after our panel at Robocod. Yeah, that's that's a dark movie. Uh-huh. Like you watch it now, and you're like, yeah. "Oh my!" <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. After that, taking place at two o'clock in room one a o six. Figured it's worth mentioning because it's a long, you know, been around for a long time. Uh, you have the Nancy Drew screening and panel this discussion. Of course, they're bringing back the the, the long running you know, book series of the Nancy Drew books, but they're bringing it uh, to see uh, Wednesdays this fall on the CW. Yep. So definitely something interesting that hey, they're giving a shot on that. Uh, after that, at three fifteen on the main stage, show near and dear to my heart the orville of course uh, moving from fox to hulu this uh coming fall definitely something to check out because that's a great show that was another one that it was funny uh my dad actually was like yo did you see the orville's gonna have a panel on sunday and i was like (laughs) yeah yeah because my dad's a huge fan of it too because we we both like it because it has it has a real star trek feel to it but it's got uh, Seth MacFarlane's humor in it, which mm-hmm. makes it a really fun experience, and you can really tell like the cast they all like, yeah. just their chemistry all works on yeah. screen. Yeah. And it's like they have fun doing it. Yeah, yeah. Sunday's got a lot of loaded stuff. It's unfortunate we have to head back for a non-podcast related reason. So yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Life. Yeah. Uh, after that, kind of closing thing out that jumped to us uh, on Sunday at three thirty. You have the charmed exclusive screening and panel discussion. It'll give you an exclusive uh, sneak peek of the upcoming season two premiere on the CW, followed by a panel discussion. Yeah, it's going to be something to see. I mean, charmed. What can you really say about it? I'm surprised they uh, brought it back in kind of like a reboot type yeah. fashion. Well, I mean, they're bringing a lot of stuff back. Like I, I remember the old Charmed, and yeah. I mean, it was good for its time period. Yeah, I don't know what to really expect from this. I, I, I haven't really been following too much on it. To be honest, yeah, not not hating on it. No, I just, just something to check out. Hey, if you're into the show, expect some news about them. Yeah, so definitely, there's so much yeah. stacked for the weekend too. Yeah. Sunday is very stacked. This has to be one of the more stacked Sundays. Yeah, the past yeah. two years I've gone down. Sunday was the wash day. That's yeah. that's yeah. how you told me about yeah. it when I asked my first year. Are we doing Sunday badges? And you always said Sunday is more of the kids' day. There's not really a lot going on. Right now, it seems like they're like, oh, you right. know, what? how about we do something about yeah. that? Well, I think last year, at least for me, the only thing. That was really going on Sunday was Rooster Teeth had their big panel, yeah, where it was Ruby and Genlock and and all their stuff going on at the at, I think it was the garden or something like that. But outside that, no, yeah, it's like Sunday's kind of like the day that's you know you kind of winding down, final purchases, yeah. anything you didn't get to see. But no, they're stacking it. Yeah, they definitely are stacking it. I mean, just overall week. I mean, Saturday's the strongest day on paper, looking to me. Yeah. yeah, Sunday is not a joke this year. No, not that it's ever been, but this is just a really loaded from beginning to end because yep. Sunday is a half day too. Right. It's not yeah. going as long as the other days. NewYorkComicCon.com has all the information you need, and there is just so much going on. Like, yeah, where do you begin? Where you know, there's just everything is loaded up. So if you get a chance to get down there, 
definitely get down there. If not, stay on your social media because we're going to be tweeting about it. We're going to be posting about it. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're going to be doing because uh, we actually got press badges this year. So this is going to be something we're a little wild to see. <laughs> a little bit. So uh, shout out to So Wizard Podcast, too. They got press badges, too. They're going to be doing a lot of stuff down there, too. A lot of podcasts are going to be doing some work down there. So definitely stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. But definitely hit us up on that hashtag, hashtag ODPH. What is your thoughts on the Saturday and Sunday schedule? And what's your thoughts on New York Comic Con overall? We're going to take a quick break, close out the show. You are listening to the ODPH Podcast. <laughs> Hey, this is Johnny Moose from Excite Wrestling, and you're listening to the ODPH. I didn't mess it up. I thought I would. Right now, back to the guys. Coming back to close out this edition of the NYCC preview of the ODPH podcast. Pads in studio. Brian Rhodes is in studio from the comics blog and our head of our street team, John John the Phenomenon, is in as well. So to close out, we've had a crazy weekend to kick off con season. And yep. we have to give oh, yeah. we have to give a couple quick shout outs. We have to shout out Floodlands, shout out the robots, Brian and Zero Mean, Kevin Cober, and everybody at Galaxy Brewing Company that had our kickoff party this past Friday night. Yeah. It was a great time to start in the con season. We ran to a couple other podcasters. Uh Low Jam was down there, so we were talking to the folks with them. And it was just a really cool time to kick off. And then we went to RoverCon, did yeah. our thing down there, had a live podcast. 8122 Productions had their podcast down there, and that was a wild time. A little bit. The episodes are up on our social medias. So shout-outs and thank yous again to the 3FN crew, Rich, Ron, and Big Natty Cool Diesel, who is going to have a word with Brian about a comment he made during our panel. Apparently, Uh-oh. there is a fandom of the Incredible Hulk <laughs> movie starring Edward Norton that I was not aware of. But I stand by what I said. That movie sucked ass. You done messed up, Aaron. Yeah, don't worry. I regret nothing. Diesel, the end. Diesel will find you. And then uh, we came back Sunday, had a great podcast workshop. Rich, um, Mike C. from Horizon 607 was there. Johnny Moose, too. Um, from Excite Wrestling, and we Brian and I shut down that DC Universe panel. Yo, that was so much fun. That was Shout a, out to uh, Anthony uh, and Adrian there. Yeah, you that, guys were great. Yeah, that was an awesome panel. So we thank everybody for Robocon, but now it's time to talk about where we're all heading. Obviously, ODPH is heading to New York Comic Con. Rich, Ron, and Diesel, and Mike, I believe, is going to Sci-Fi and Horror Fest up in Oneana. Yep. So they're going to be up there doing a lot of work up there. They're going to have a great time. We wish them the best of luck. And then they're heading to ScareCon after that in a couple weeks, too. Biggest uh, horror con- convention on the Northeast, I believe. Yeah, I believe yeah. that's what Rich told me. Yeah, so yeah. they're doing such big work. We can't be more proud of them. Hashtag 607 Podcast are putting in that work. It's con season. And then when BroomCon comes around in May, folks, mm-hmm. get ready for that. So we cannot wait. So yeah. let me close the show down. We're not going to do one shots. We're just going to kind of break down cons, do's, and don'ts. Now, John, sure. it's been your year number two. So going in, what is something that you should definitely have with you at con, and what's something you should really try doing at con? Well, I'd say step one, download the app. Like It's basically yeah. a go-to guide for yeah. everything that's going on. Other than that, just come prepared, like bring backpack, water, you know, that kind of stuff. Just, you know. Bring it with you. That way you don't have to worry about getting it while you're in there. Um, and other than that, just, I don't know, be open for anything. Like, if there's a panel that strikes your fancy, go see it. Like, it's whatever. That's what you're there for. Brian? Um, I would recommend bringing a uh, portable phone charger. Um, yeah. Also get a uh, <clears throat> uh, as big a water bottle as you can get. Fill it up before you get there because, yeah. as always, it's a good and this is nothing against Comic-Con. It's just, any uh, sort of convention. It's yep. just food and water is going to be expensive. Yep. Other bit of advice I have, 
If for the love of God you are wearing a wrestling shirt, be sure to be ready to respond with a too sweet if someone walks up to you so they're not just yeah. standing there and you're very confused and staring at them with a blank face. And the rest of your group has to be like, yo, dumbass, what are you doing? I was very disappointed, Brian. You filled this city. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch wrestling. I just got the shirt for because it's Stephen Amell's Vigilante Club. <laughs> Yes, but we might be down there wearing some Bullet Club shirt. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. It depends on how AEW does on Wednesday night. If, if the show is bad, I'm going to get rid of my shirt. <laughs> so bring an extra one. Yes. Yeah. No, definitely like the guy said, portable charger is very necessary yep. for this because, yes, there are outlets there, but they're very <laughs> few and far between. It's like trying to find an outlet, a usable outlet at an airport. It's, yes. Uh, if, if you find one, odds are it's being used. Uh, I would say the other big one is, like Brian said, a water bottle just because while you may not think you're dehydrated or you don't need water you sit down and you kind of feel like i feel a little hot right now it's yeah. very refreshing to like you, you've been walking around all day you've been checking out the show floor you've been buying stuff you finally go to a panel you sit there you're like i'm feeling a little warm say, right that's, now that's a good point panels especially is when you're gonna yeah. that's when you're gonna pull it out and you're gonna realize holy crap i need yeah this. yeah, yeah. So water once, is very key once you sit sit down hydration is moving. important <laughs> kind of hits you yeah yeah i would say go down and i think everybody's kind of touched upon the same things go prepared mm -hmm. have your if you're going there have the apps and your phone and make sure if you want to go to a panel or an autograph signing go a couple hours early mm -hmm. it's not one of those that you can kind of just walk into usually mm -hmm. i mean obviously um when you go for especially panels, on main stage yeah, yeah. Main stage is the big one yeah. some of the side rooms um not that they're not important they're a little easier that you can kind mm -hmm. they're ones that maybe like you show up like 20 minutes early okay you're good to get it there's a there's a good uh twitter account i think the folks at read pop or new york comic-con run every year the, the exact thing escapes me but they tweet it out every year i think it's nycc lines something like that where they will tell you how lines are looking for certain panels whether you know it's quarter full it's half full it's full if you follow them and then turn on notifications for your phone so that it pops up right on your home screen. Mm -hmm. If there's a panel you're really looking at going towards, but you know you got something else beforehand that is like you're really you know edging to see, you, this way you turn that on, you get the notification, and you see oh the the panel I'm really excited to go to is you know quarter full. I might want to duck out and go get in line now. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's something that you sh should know going in. I mean, I've been lucky. I've had friends that have been down there that have told me tips about getting there early. I mean, it's helped me get autographs. From, yeah. my, from my favorite writers and ours. And just getting that experience to go there and just be respectful and just say thank you to them. And they're taking their time out of their schedules to come down and just meet everybody. They're just as excited to meet you as you are to them. And that's one of the coolest things, especially if you go swing by Artist Alley and you go talk to some of the indie writers and indie comics that are down there. They're great people to talk with. Even indie artists like Artist oh, Alley, yeah. like you can find – you can go nuts buying like custom posters that have been yep. made just for con. Like it's nuts. And like when you tell these people like, yo, I want to buy it. And like the look on their face when they, like, yeah. you say like, I want this many of them. It's like, holy crap, you guys really like my stuff. Yeah. yeah like I'm excited to get down to Artist Alley. There's one uh, indie comic that I want to go check out. It's called Punk Taco that has been uh, mentioned on So Wizard and it's been mentioned on Pina Comics a few times. I definitely want to go down and see what they're doing down there for that. Yes. Punk taco yes it's an indie book it's a great indie book i mean i've heard the interview uh mark mark ellis did with um the creator adam on so wizard and it was awesome so i'm definitely excited to go down there and hopefully pick up an issue so that being said just go there be a fan interact you know you're around fellow fans you're gonna make friends in line just start mm -hmm. talking you know start talking be you know just respect everybody's fandom too and yeah. just go as prepared and especially if you're cosplaying if you need to take off your mask to drink water make sure to do it <laughs> Because I know we, we've had experiences with friends of ours that have had great masks 
and have gone into very crowded rooms. Yeah. And yeah. they and yeah, it, it could have got disastrous. <laughs> so stay hydrated, keep you know keep the energy up, and definitely interact with your fellow fans and just have fun down there. Be, res- yeah. be respectful yep. of everybody, especially everybody that's working there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The oh sta- my God, the the staff the past two years I've gone. They're some of the nicest, and like their fans themselves, who are like, I think they're just happy, like they're working there and they are there experiencing it. They're all there to help you out. Like I've never had a bad experience with anyone. Yeah, like that's the thing. They're all there just to have, fr- you know, to be friendly with you. They're there to do work. They're not there to pick fights with you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crowded. I mean, you think about how many hundreds of thousands of people are down yeah. there. Yeah. Be respectful. Be a fan. Interact. You know, be respectful and have a great time. I mean, because that's what we're going to do. If you see us down there, if you're an independent podcast, if you're just a listener of the show, pull up, say hi. We're going to interact with you. We're going to be walking around. There's like six of us going that we know of. I hear there's more that might be joining. Who knows? But for everybody here at the ODPH, we can't wait to get down to New York Comic Con, interact with everybody there, and just have a blast. We'll definitely be recapping that for next week. Because that is all we have for this show. And I want to thank my captain of the street team, John John the Phenomenon, for coming in. He's going to be handing out merch down there. So if, oh, yeah. Or, or swag, should I say. It's oh, not captain, much. my <laughs> captain. Yes. So he will be down there. So if you want to see him, talk to him. He'll definitely talk the show with you a little bit. Uh, we can't thank him enough for the work he's been. Yep. He's going to be doing down there. Uh, anything you want to say to our listeners? Nope. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to this week. Absolutely. For Brian Guy Signal, a.k.a. Brian Rhodes, because I keep getting told I'm supposed to call you by your government name. Uh, where can we find you on Parlay Points? Uh, you're going to probably be looking for me uh, next month a lot because uh, with it being October, I'm going to try to knock out as many horror slash supernatural reviews as I can alongside other reviews. I apologize. This past month has been kind of uh, slow on it, but like I said, I want to do Jack. I'm going to review Jack Ryan next month towards the end of the month when a uh, new season about to drop. But I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, horror movie reviews. Um, definitely, gonna be, as we mentioned, Angels 20 Years. I'm going to probably, I'm going to definitely review the uh, original Buffy the Vampire Slayer show as well as the new uh, reboot comic going on. So uh, stay tuned for a whole bunch of stuff. Absolutely. Pad, thank my you, co host, as always. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I am your host, Ken M. Thank you for listening to me, especially with losing my voice with my cold. But I promise I will be good condition by Wednesday by hook or by crook. Otherwise, I'm going to have an orange juice IV hooked up to me and walk around. We'll make that happen. Shout out to all the independent podcasts out there that have been supporting the show. We can't wait to interact with the ones coming down to New York City. So Wizard, obviously, is leading the list right now. Everybody else, if you haven't, let us know you're coming down. Hit us up and let us know. For everybody in the Next Wave podcast group, shout out to everybody there. Shout out to Hashtag 607 Podcast, Rich, Ron, and Diesel, and Mike. Kill it this weekend. And I also want to give another shout out to Shout at the Robots. They did our AfterCon party this weekend at Dragon Master Games in Binghamton. They absolutely crushed it. They have new music dropping October 1st. You can find the links on OchoDuroParleyHour.com under the music section. We're going to close out this week's episode with their unofficial Robocon anthem, two-week notice. You have been listening to the ODPH podcast. My name is Ken M. Thank you, as always, for listening. Enjoy Comic-Con. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 